0: what's up people what's up party people happy Monday. Uh,
1: dj ash and what was your britney like uh
0: it was be B money Is money that it? almost i almost said be nasty be nasty oh you could change it you can change <laughs> i think it. i like be nasty i think i like be nasty better
1: all right so be be <laughs> Be you nasty could be
0: a money you could like hand. I could give you my hand me down
1: so that's funny um in high school Eric's nickname was actually e-money and it was a running joke because like he didn't have money so like his friends would like his friends were like bougie and rich and they would like call him e-money but mm-hmm. like he didn't like have money compared to them so like a money e-money is really funny because that was like my wedding tag was, was a fish to a money, so that's actually hilarious that you said that.
0: That's cute. Okay, well, I'm being nasty. You could take a money, and, and now you Dylan, have a DJ, DJ
1: Dylan because DJ. I like the D. The D. Yes, right. No, everyone likes the D. He, I like the D. D. <laughs> DJ Big D. That's right, DJ Big D. I love that. <laughs> okay guys, we have a special guest today. I'm really excited to talk with him to you, to you guys about like kind of like the 411 with like organ meats. Cause like everyone I'm sure has heard of like the liver King and I don't like really know about him, but like, to me, like Dylan's my liver King, like he, like, like gets like, he just really knows his shit about organs. So I just like, want to have him on to talk about all things, organs, um, and just kind of talk about the benefits, like maybe how to prepare them. Like maybe if you're interested in getting into organs and stuff like that, like maybe how to start, but yeah, I'm really excited to have him on.
2: Thanks for having me guys. It's really nice to, uh, you know, be here face to face. I've talked to you both, you know, briefly in in, in the social space and stuff. And I really like um, a lot of the stuff you guys put out. So I was really excited to be able to come on and uh, have a chat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of like, give the people a little bit of background because you're not just all organs like you like you, you know you're coaching yourself like you do other things so kind of like what got you started in in coaching and kind of in this realm of like health and fitness
2: sure I'll try to make this as brief as I can um because my stuff is not that maybe not that interesting but <clears throat> um I got into fitness a little bit in a different sense than I, I feel like potentially a lot of the industry, which is why I think I have a little bit different of a lens um, or a different resolution on a lot of the same topics that we talk about in the fitness space. Um, I wasn't like no athlete, nothing like this. I also wasn't bullied. I was an obese farm kid grew up in a very small place in Canada. Um, There just like was none of that. I grew up like it was honestly, uh, mid 60s to like mid 70s would be like how I was raised basically you know like there was um, like when I went to school there was still uh, making myself sound really old and I'm not which is very interesting I'm just into my 30s and my school still had the beaver tail strap up until I was in grade seven so when you were bad you go to the principal's office you put your fucking hand out and they whack it with a beaver tail so like that was not going on in cities and things at that time you know like there was very very it's a very poor community so it gave me a a different look on life let's say so I grew up on a farm um, that we had a ranch obviously and a, and a large grain farm excuse me so uh, lo and behold I, I was you know living my life of course like every typical small town kid every country song's ever written about I wanted to get out very fast um, so I moved out really young started my life you know I was moved out fully on my own before I was 16 you know thinking I was gonna make something of myself in the world being naive enough to think I could but you know dumb enough to, uh, allow myself to think it was going to be easy, you know, or just like that it would happen, let's say. And, um, uh, so anyway, I just, I was working, um, you know, not, not healthy. I was about, when I left high school, I was about 240 pounds, I'm only five foot seven. So that was, I was already like obese, but I had kind of like learned to move, um, you know, being like heavy set my entire life. So like I worked a construction job and stuff. And I obviously you're, I was, 20. so I was my health is pretty resilient or so I thought and that's where it got a little interesting I was um doing a job when I was just before my 21st birthday um I fell five stories and I broke both my heels my left ankle my right elbow and my spine um and a little bit in my neck actually oh my so I was very okay. very debilitated um you know from that it was it was I'm really lucky to be walking, talking, and, and functioning. Even right now, you guys are listening, but, like, my right elbow, that's as straight as it goes since the break. Oh my, my, my left ankle's the same where, like, my right knee drives four inches over my toe because I got pins in my ankle. So when I um, had this accident happen, it was I, – I, now I call it the gift of injury. Um, you know, I'm laying up in the hospital, and they're obviously coming, and I think I had been to the doctor, like, one time. In my life before I was 20 years old, maybe, you know, probably more because I I did have some like ear infection stuff as an adolescent kid. But, um, you know, for the most part, like I wasn't going and doing like routine blood work and and trying to fight for special tests like I do now. Definitely wasn't living my life like that. So obviously I'm in this accident. They run my blood panel to check for a multitude of things, probably. Um, And then they come back and they're like, okay, so these are your physical injuries. But. Um, you have like high blood pressure, like very bad, which some of it is probably from the stress and the trauma, but also it's, it was definitely elevated before. So like, we need to get you on medication now. Um, so I was insulin put on cholesterol medication. <clears throat> My blood pressure was high. Um, again, same thing, a lot of stress and trauma from this, from this accident that just took place, but still putting on medication now. Insulin levels. So then they started talking about how I was pre-diabetic and they weren't going to do anything about that just quite yet, but Later down the road, it would be something that would have to be addressed. So now I'm like 20 years old sitting in the hospital with a body that's debilitated. When you're left alone with your thoughts in a broken body and a broken spirit, um, and you can't move, and you're stuck to think about that, there's nowhere to run. You know, there's some pain medication that you can run to, which is exactly what I did, and I got um, addicted to that. So, you know, getting out of the hospital, a. this is a – that the fun part about that story is that was sort of the – not the worst part, you know, getting out was probably worse because then it was like trying to get back into life. Um, and realizing I was very addicted to painkillers um, the relationship I was in sort of fell apart. And, um, my first business went under because I was, it was at the point where I was the only thing, you know, how, like we all say, um, you know, like we run coaching businesses. Yeah. But if I die, my coaching business is dead. It's not, Really the same as a business that can leave on because I'm the one that has to trade time for money. And if my time is no longer available, then I'm the business doesn't really exist. And this was a construction business, but very similar. I was doing most of the things. So like what, where, who's going to do them, you know, if I'm not there to do them. So it was a very big life change. And I remember about three months after that accident, um, I was still walking with a boot. I had to go just to my doctor for a checkup they looked over things and said like, well, your elbows destroyed pretty much. Um, and your back is healing up. Okay. But it's, you know, you're definitely going to be uncomfortable for the rest of your life. And you might walk with a little bit of a limp, etc. And where if your um, insulin levels are not better, your, your hemoglobin levels are not better in, um, you know, like three months you're going on diabetes medication. That was the rock bottom. I remember leaving that, that, that doctor's office and getting in my truck and just bawling like the whole world had just come to the end I was like man this is crazy I'm 21 like can't fucking walk Um, you know I'm already on these two pills for these other things that they gave me when I was in the hospital and now they're talking about this and funny enough I was terrified of needles like terrified of needles and so like that was enough for me to be like I can't be needling myself and my whole family is obese and at the time I was the only male, I still am the only male who does not have metabolic syndrome issues from being overweight. So I was like, I got to put this gorilla on my back and change it somehow. I don't know what the fuck to do, but I was sharp enough to know that, like, well, obviously what I've been doing my entire life is not it. Because that's led me to right here. So I'm a pretty resourceful person. I just started kind of, what What does everyone do? We start looking around, like the internet was coming to to kind of popularity here. There was some social media starting to happen. So about 2010 or 11, I started to really just look into some basic things like energy balance. And, you know, I was lucky enough to find some people that were talking about those things, thank God, not some other random thing. I think one of the benefits I had versus um, maybe some other people who go through a large weight loss journey is I never tried once to lose weight. In fact, I had a pretty tough farm kid and I was bigger than other kids mostly. So I was actually using that as um, positive enforcement, which was not healthy. So like we would go places and everyone liked that. I could drink a lot of beer because I was 250 pounds by the time I was 15, you know? So like people are telling me like, you're so good at that. And I wasn't good at anything really in my own mind. So I, I utilized a lot of those negative behaviors to um, drive positive or false positive emotion from. So it was just a whole life change. You know, I had to change my whole circle. I started to just go to the gym and, um, you know, really struggle through it. I didn't know what I was doing at all, but I'm a fast learner. I was, I was doing Arnold's encyclopedia, (laughs) you know, and I thought that that was, um, which was a terrible program for someone who was in my stature training six days a week with like 30 sets till failure. (laughs) But, um, you know, it ended any, anyway, over the next probably year and a half, um, I lost, I ended up losing about 150 pounds and, um, I ended up going right from basically obese right into a show, (laughs) which was a terrible idea also taught me everything about eating disorders and disordered eating and all of that fun stuff. So I've kind of been on a very long journey of, you know, it takes a long time to, in my opinion, depending on your background, but it takes a long time longer than what we think to fix a lot of these sort of psychological conditions that we develop, especially if they're developed at a very young age. Like it took me six years to get to the point where food didn't have that same, obviously it started to dissipate downwards as I got further and more in control, but it was definitely difficult to um, overcome how how food is in your life. You know, like it's, it's almost freeing now because there's like a big uh, weight lifted off my shoulders that after a decade of doing this, I don't think about food the way that I used to, but I remember it still. It hasn't quite been long enough where like, I I know where I now stand, but I can look back and see like, oh man, that was, it's no wonder you didn't treat people this way or in these settings or where you fucked that up because it's like, you would have been just totally not in a good space psychologically, um, you know, speaking for myself. So anyway, that's enough about me. It's, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey anyway. So I kind of went through a weight loss journey, uh, into really getting, um, a liking into bodybuilding and thinking like, man, this is really cool, you know, like, I feel like the gym sort of saved my life, Um, so if I get to teach other people, um, you know, some of the things that I've taken from that and get to help them, or anything I've collected all along the way, then all the better.
1: That's, like, freaking incredible, and believe it or not, I actually do relate to your story probably quite more than you might realize, like, although I was never a farm kid, I was the child of farmers. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important too, because like I was obese too. So I'm like your height and at my heaviest, I was 250 pounds at 16. So, you know, obviously when you come from that era, like you don't know about nutrition, like everyone's overweight, but like, it's not necessarily a negative thing. You get branded as Husky, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're bigger than everyone. You're stronger than everyone. So it's like, you kind of do it as a badge of honor, but you don't really realize the negative impacts that it has until like, you know, you were more immersed in the city and you're like, well, everyone's tiny in the city, like everyone's skinny, you know, like, you know, you're shopping at like um, freaking Debs with the plus sizes, but everyone else is shopping at like Abercrombie and Fitch. And you're like, there's no way in fuck that. Like I'm fitting into even like their, their biggest size. So I definitely can relate to a lot of what you said. And it's actually incredible because, you know, hearing your story, it makes me realize how I don't want to say blessed, but how fortunate I am to not get to that point where it's like high blood pressure, you know, pre diabetic, because that very well could have been my story too, had I continued on like the path that I was on.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting kind of thing to reflect on. And, you know, I think it's easy. so, So for me, I went to a school where my school had, um, 200 people from kindergarten to grade 12 and once you were it went up to grade six kind of on the elementary side and then you cross these blue uh, opening doors you're in the high school side it's so, like i'm walking the halls of grade 12s and everything grade six and luckily you know i exactly what you said it's kind of like it's the type of place where my teachers like four of my teachers taught my dad and mm-hmm. they were like oh he was a big boy too like that's yep. how the enoughs are like everyone knew our name My family would talk about and I grew up in a uh, Roman Catholic household is pretty religious. So it was like, that's, that's your belief system. Uh, That's kind of the way that your belief system has put you on earth. And that's the way that our family is. And that's the way it is. And I remember, I'm such a curious man. And I think that this is maybe what helped me, even if I'm terrified of something, even if I don't want to do it, if I can get curious enough about it, and start to wonder about the outcome. I think this is a, a byproduct of growing up in a very lonely place as an only child and having to entertain myself like in my own mind. Um, but I would re- I would be able to think like, okay, let's try this thing that you have now deemed um, is going to get you some results. And I remember losing like I just sort of changed up my diet where I was like, okay, I'm not eating out you know once a day anymore. I'm not doing this. I kind of made these like little rules let's call them followed those rules for about three weeks and I lost like 20 pounds and I was like oh my god this is crazy so like I just saw it was possible and then from there it kind of just clicked I'm really lucky that I never tried like a keto diet and then failed and then I never tried like no fasting thing and failed. Although I've done those things I had already understood what was moving the progress forward before getting later down the line and trying those things. So I didn't have this um I think people in my situation oftentimes have struggled maybe more difficult because they've tried to cultivate momentum, created some positive emotion failed, which creates a cascade cascade of negative emotion lower to where they started. And they start climbing themselves down a hole where they've had 10 failures. It's very hard. Our serotonin system does not regulate well with kind of having, um, the hierarchy dissipation of failure down like that repeatedly over the same thing. It's very hard to get people to move out of that. So I'm, I'm really blessed that I was able to kind of fluke and, or find the right things enough to keep me kind of on the train track,
1: so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's absolutely incredible. So now, you know, going into the topic of organ meets, how did you get started on that? Cause that is a very like specific thing. So like who who or, or what like was your like you know aha moment to like you know what I'm gonna start eating some organs?
2: Yeah, so this is a great question, actually. And I've never been asked this. Um, so it's it's that's fun. Um not in great detail anyway. So when I obviously telling you a little bit about my background, I think I was eight or nine years old when I shot my first moose. And um, I remember very, 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 very distinctly we started to dress that animal. I believe it was the heart, but it might've been the liver. I think it was the heart. Um, Like, you know, after the dressing was at the point where this was possible, the heart comes out of the animal still basically just stopped beating. It gets stuck out. And my dad says, here, take a bite. You know, that, that that's, that's kind of, you, you've earned this. This is your heart. You know, you, you pulled the trigger. So it's like, okay. So at a very, very young age, I was kind of indoctrinated in this different way of thinking where you know and, and if you're not used to that type of thing or hearing about it even it can sound off-putting and I understand that I do but there was actually a, a grace that I think we're missing in society around what that animal was going to do for our family for the winter you know like it's really easy to kind of you know so if it's off-putting to hear about eating organ meats I always kind of go like you know I've, I've talked to a lot of different people but this people that are my friends and you know they'll tell me like that's weird you know like blah blah and I'm like you know. It's, it is weird when I get that, but what's weirder to me is that you can go and like get a panigo pizza and get those little pepperoni slices all over your pizza. And if you were to investigate how those pepperoni slices got there and like what the process was that they ended up on that pizza, this is t- way weirder than just eating the organ meat, you know? So to me, it was always, it's weird when I get kind of like questioned on it, I guess. Um, so that just goes to tell you how f- far removed society is from like where our food starts and where it comes from. You know, we've kind of industrialized the whole thing. And so this isn't a knock on people because why would they understand it? They, they mm-hmm. It's part of our lives. And I remember, I hadn't eaten meat from the store until I was 16 years old. Not, not one time. I don't think maybe like, I guess, yes, because I did go to restaurants, you know, like, and that was very few and far between, but like, you know, it was like once every two months we went into town for for supplies and and restaurant, you know, or, you know, six times a year. And other than that, it was ice fishing. My dad owned a fish camp. So like by the time I was 14 years old, my dad was leaving me for the winter to look at, like I would get up before school. And if it snowed, I would start the tractor plow the snow. I would cut wood at five in the morning to put in the boiler so that I had hot water to shower so that the house was heated, (laughs) you know, and, he would go ice fishing and catch fish and they trapped. So he would trap and do furs. And then it was farming kind of in the summer and ranching. So it was always kind of that. And then hunting season, you know, we would, we would have our deer tags, elk tag, moose tag. And it was always about sort of just like that regenerative lifestyle. Anyway, once I moved out and realized like, it was very interesting. I was, I remember this like it was yesterday. I moved out to my first apartment had no money, barely anything. Go to the store, I get some ground beef bring that home, cook that up, eat this, start eating this ground beef. And it's not like I was uh picky, let's say with my food, I didn't get that big from being picky. And I remember being like, man, I want to throw this ground beef in the garbage. Is this even ground beef? What is this? I could just, I knew nothing about nutrition. I couldn't have told you what fat is. I couldn't have told you what calories were nothing, but I knew that that just tasted funny. It's not like the beef that we had at home and Lo and behold, I'm not on the farm anymore. So, you know, the next kind of 10 years of my life is just hybriding myself, as I call it, amalgamating to the city, (laughs) much like um, what you brought up kind of earlier, you know, you're just not used to it. And you start kind of living that, that lifestyle. And over the last, so the point is, they were in my life from a very young time. It was like we were eating, that's, we ate every, there was nothing wasted Mm -hmm. on any animal we ever took. The dogs, you know, I, we had like 25 dogs at times they would get, you know, all the bone ends and they would get the tripe and stomach lining. Everything else was utilized, like literally almost everything. And as I got to live my more city lifestyle, going through a sales and marketing career, just to be brief until finding fitness and kind of taking it from a a hobby to a part-time side hustle, to a little bit bigger of a part-time side hustle, to now, basically, fitness or fitness products are my businesses. Like, they, they make all of my income. So about a couple of years ago, after doing a bunch of psychedelic journeys and some, well, some, a lot of therapy, I realized, like, okay, I want to start trying to be more of my authentic self, including in my fitness business and, and things like this. And I had started to see that this was starting to become like a trendy, weird thing. And I thought like, oh God, okay, I need to put my hat in the ring because these people are all doing this to get views and clicks and stuff. And they're not presenting it in the right way, I don't think. And I think that this is actually important. I think that this is, you know, it's almost like I've taken it as like a small, it's not like I'm dying on the cross, but a a small mission you know, to try and bring a little bit more awareness to this, especially in a marketplace that is very concerned about sort of the environment and the regenerative processes, you know, so like we're, we want everyone to drive an electric car, but we're okay to use an entire animal to take the products that we really want them to look like, taste like, be packaged like, discard the rest basically. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we're okay with that but everyone has to do these other things which is weird to me that we're kind of skipping a bunch of steps which you know and i also think that you know just doing a little bit of digging because i like history and um you know anthropology and evolution these products are like some of the things that i believe helped us evolve to the bipedular species that we are so they're not really like novel things like all of the nutrients that are the highest concentrated in organ meats are the things that helped our brains at least partially develop from the research that we have. And it makes perfect sense to me. We kind of went from being like a fruit eating species in a tree to being on the ground and being able to hunt as a unit and we became sort of like this apex predator that could think slash strategize. and that became very dangerous. And then we grew bigger. Um, you know, stood up, stood up taller so we could run, lost our hair, etc. So these things are very, very ancient. And with a little bit of thinking, I think that it's really easy to see how adding them in your diet could be beneficial.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn. I feel like I could listen to you talk all day. Um, so with that being said, that's a great like kind of history on how you got to eating organ meats, but for someone maybe that is interested in eating organ meats, like obviously like eating raw liver might be like, kind of intimidating straight out of the gates, especially if they don't even know how to buy it. So for someone that's maybe interested in trying organ meats, like where would you start them? It's a great um, question.
2: Yeah. It's a very great question. Now, uh, so I'll answer the question then I'm going to give you guys a um, something that I think should blow your mind that I just found out um, not too long ago. But anyway, so to answer that, yes. Like I definitely don't think that it's weird because at one point I would have said, yeah, don't start with raw liver because it's raw liver and it's going to be hard to get yourself to do that. And it is, however, it's also very easy, right? Like compared to, you know, if you can just take an ounce of raw liver and basically shoot it down with a glass, like a half a glass of water. um, It's really easy to do if you can get over sort of, and a lot of people can't the the texture, just the rawness, that's too much. So what I would do is start really small these The cool thing about these products, like if I'm talking about, let's say liver, liver is going to have the most distinct taste probably out of most of the organ meats, I would say. Um, However, it's very potent. So like half an ounce is not nothing. You know, we think of like half an ounce of a food product to be like, well, that's not going to do anything. To be honest, if you add a half an ounce of liver um, in your diet, you know, three times a week, I'm not saying that's the highest peak of potential for that product for most people but it's definitely going to do something they're packed with like minerals nutrients peptides you know so it's definitely going to aid which is we're talking you know like a a thumb or two thumbs worth of product so you can kind of mix it in with your other products like if you were having some steak you know you could cut up some small liver chunks cut up your steak kind of mix it in and i think it, it becomes much more palatable Um, where I actually usually have people start if they are not ever, if they're not a super curious person, you know what I mean? Um, and not everyone has that, like, fuck it. I'll try it, you know, like me. So it's just like, I'll just try anything, you know, just to see the outcome. And, um, heart is a great place to start because it's pretty readily available um, you know, pretty much any butcher, any rancher, and even lots of people can get it at the store. I'm not saying every single store, but I have tons of clients from all over the place. And I've seen it bought at a store in Japan. I've seen it bought a store in the U.S. I've seen it bought a store in Canada. So there is definitely places to get it and source it. Um, what I actually recommend doing is going to a, you know, just like your local butcher, your, your hometown butcher, city butcher, any butcher shop where it's dealing with um, animal processing, And I would ask them to, the next time they get some animals in for process, you would like the heart, but you would like them to grind the heart because heart, you can grind. So now they'll package it for you in packages. Like I get my heart. It comes right from the ranch in one pound packs, frozen ground. And I just take, so this morning after I'm done this podcast, in fact, I'm going to be meal prepping. I'm going to take um, two packs of ground elk, two packs of ground yak, and then two packs of ground um bison heart meat so then i'm going to have six pounds i'm going to mix that all up cook it as ground that's going to be my meal prep for a bunch of my meals well now i've got heart inside of that kind of that muscle meat um and heart has because it's a muscle and it's a pretty big one it actually tastes when i've done this for people i've tricked my fiance i've tricked some of my friends if i put like a one um if i mix muscle meat with heart and i cook it properly and I cook it, uh, just muscle meat. Most people, including my fiance, who does not eat any of these things I'm talking about at all. She's one of these people. It's very weirded out by all this. Um, will say like, ah, that's, that's better. She'll eat the ground heart with the ground with the meat because it actually tastes better. It, it has a very nice taste to it. So I think that's probably where I would start. I'm um, for sure. Heart contains things like, um, iron, magnesium, zinc, niacin, potassium. It's got a great amount of collagen in it. Um, the heart is where you would find a lot of the performance, uh, enhancing supplements that we are marketing in the marketplace. Um, you know, so like, uh, carnitine uh, is found in the heart. Um, Carnicin, which is beta alanine is found in the heart. Um, Taurine CoQ10 folate, some BPC 157 healing peptide, <laughs> you know, like all of those peptides are, and, and, um, uh, ingredients are derived from um, they're found naturally in in animal tissue but specifically the heart so that's really interesting um, you know and just having it's very high in protein and the cost that's the thing like you know we talked that was the other thing I forgot to bring up and that's why I got excited everyone talks about how expensive it is to eat healthy mm, technically the healthiest diet I could think of is probably so cheap it's not even funny mm-hmm. you know like organ meats um you know some some just like general meats to fill your proteins um, you know some bananas some apples maybe a little you know some tubers you know some sweet potatoes some carrots some squash it's like that's all you know there you go it's like there's a, you know you got some white rice um, for starch carbs you know it's like that's it it's all you need and you're going to cover all your micronutrients and that's about as cheap as it gets you know liver heart all these products because they're not mass consumed they're cheap <laughs> you are know you like
0: quite, are you quite picky about where you get your meat or do a you very go good to-
2: question i am yes a hundred percent um but if someone was to tell me like hey i can either uh kind of rely on you know i i still think that um a red meat product specifically from a ruminant is probably still your best bet because anything that they you know Like, yes, they undergo some more, um, let's say, pharmaceutical interventions with growth hormones and different things, like in a feedlot type system. But what people don't realize is cattle are all grass. um, They're all grass fed, especially when they're born, because they have to be ramped. They have to be grazed. So like a newborn calf, um, you know, kind of grazes with its mother and then they move to a feedlot where they do fatten them up, obviously. And that's where kind of these processes start but they also have four stomachs. So compared to like a chicken or a turkey that undergo the same processes, those weak flightless birds are not really designed to um, disperse a lot of the methanes and different things that uh, come from the way they live their life. So I feel, uh, and there is some, and same with fish, there is some like literature on this that what goes into, let's say, making a factory farmed uh, cattle versus fish is um, the fish uptake a lot more of that and retain a lot of that in their tissue. So for instance, the heavy metals and stuff accumulate in fish way, way faster and at a younger age than they do with like uh, a, a relevant sort of ruminant. So ruminants I think are designed to take in things um, and break them down so that we can eat them. And I think that's because we've evolved to to eating them. That's my take. And it's not definitely not like a set in stone thing. There's definitely rebuttals to this theory or ideology but to me it makes sense that's what i'm
1: saying that was a good question that was a good question so
2: yeah. yeah, it was and i guess i should finish with saying that um you know you just start small like anything else you know like if you're just new to the gym you kind of shouldn't jump in right to you know a program that maybe one of us are doing and stuff you know you, you kind of start very slow and you incorporate it wh- where it makes sense i try and have people make the Choices where it affects them the least, but moves them forward. So like that 1% kind of attitude at a time. So like right now, if you're not having any, usually actually what ends up happening if someone is if someone is very weirded out about eating organ meats, they're probably not eating very much red meat to begin with, to be honest. You know, it's it's usually like that's already happening. So usually it's actually starting with just getting some more muscle meat in the diet, maybe some damn eggs. You know, just like a little bit more animal product in the diet and then transitioning into into that into the organ meat um, area. The one thing I wanted to say that was really interesting um, is. And I, I would like to see what you guys think about this, because I found this out maybe a couple of months ago and it actually blew my mind. So I was talking to because I just never have, like had this quote unquote problem I was talking to my, my, my bison rancher and my group is uh, buying so much product now that we're basically taking an animal like every week or two, because I have so many clients that are buying it locally um, that, you know, we're, we're basically um, so anyway, we're moving through product pretty quickly. And then I got thinking, I've been trying to re amalgamate this into my own life also, because I, I, for the first half of my life, this was all it was. And Then I kind of like moved to the city, as I said, and the last couple of years has been also me restarting this process. And I can remember like a year and a half ago when I decided, look, I'm going to start doing this again now. And I remember looking at my raw liver and the thing going like, okay, we're, we're doing this. Hey, like we're really doing this. And I remember eating it. And it's almost like when you do a psychedelic for the first time where the psychosomatic effect kicks in, it's like, now it's in me. I know it's in me. It's kind of (laughs) weird. haven't done it for a long time and you just feel weird you're like waiting for something potentially bad to happen i guess i think is what your brain is looking for because it's just a new thing it's very you're thinking about it and i can remember about half an hour 30 maybe 40 minutes later i was like oh my god i could kick myself through the drywall through the side of my house i felt like i took pre-workout i was like holy shit this is crazy and what after some, after doing this multiple times and then kind of learning a little bit more about it in depth, feeling like what it felt like to have that proper choline and B vitamin hit in the morning from like a bioavailable source. It was just life-changing to me. It was one time and I was like, Oh God, I'm never not doing this again. You know, like literally, and especially pre-training for me, ooh, like yep. amazing. I was going to and- ask, like,
0: would you, would you be strategic in pre-training
2: so I, I, I am. Yes. And that's, uh, and I never, um, I think there's always a confusion because with me, I'm one of these people who's actually doing the crazy things that I say. So when I tell people, I'm never telling them like, this is the way to do it. So if I'm telling my clients, it's like, I think this is beneficial. Like I don't put liver on people's plans. You know, like it's like if someone was like, I'm a coach. So it's like, someone's like, I I'm not doing that. It's like, I can get you dragged without this at all. I can get you healthy without this. It's not like a necessary thing, but, if people are curious enough to want to try it, I say, like, yeah, an ounce or two pre workout, you know, like 90 to, to 120 minutes before your workout. One of the rebuttals that I want to bring up to that is, well, wouldn't it be really bad to have like raw meat sitting in your stomach when you're trying to work out? And, you know, is that, is it, is it going to be digested? Okay, so let's think about this logically, because I thought about this a lot. And it's, it's actually a very silly question, but I'll, I'll answer or a silly rebuttal. It's a very low resolution rebuttal, in my opinion. There's a reason that you have skin, muscle tissue that covers bones, and then the organs are in the inside of a cage. Why is that? Why, is it, or why aren't you just made of like organ tissue on the outside? <laughs> because I could just poke your liver and you die. That's why. Because it's, uh, it's not the same structure like muscle meat is tough. It's tough. It's got gristle in it. It's designed to protect the things that are inside. So they digest very differently. The stomach acid that we, we have a scavenger stomach acid. It's basically only seen in like um, ravens and coyotes and jackals and things that have scavenged bears have a really high pH stomach. Like we do that liver tissue is disintegrated, you know, a betaine hydrochloride cap with it down the hatch in the morning couple berberine caps just to give you the antimicrobial effect, especially if I was not buying to answer kind of one of your questions before, a grass-fed, you know, grass finished type product. That's where I would use a little supplementation just to, just to cover my bases, potentially. Um, you know, because people always ask, well, is there a risk of getting sick? Yes, but there's a risk of getting sick with everything you eat. Yep. And anyway, so we're buying so much of this bison now. And I asked, I thought, you know, I'm going to get, I've been getting crazier and crazier. So I started with liver and now I'm to the point where on my rest days, like I eat four ounces of raw meat in the morning, every on rest days now, you know, which is a lot started off at half an ounce and, you know, you get four ounces in the bowl. It's, it's like something, you know, you're looking at that going, wow, I'm really going to do this, you know? So like soon I'm going to have some liver. I'll have some uh, heart. I'll have some spleen and I'll have some testicle and I'll just eat that all down now. I decided like, Hey, I would want to have, I want to get some lung tissue. I want to get some pancreas. I want some thyroid. I want some tripe. I want some brain. I want some eye, you know, and I've been thinking about this. I asked my rancher and she, her response was, do you have a dog? And I'm like, yeah, I have a dog. Why? Okay, good. Cause I'll sell it to you as dog food. Cause technically the government doesn't allow me to sell that as human food. I just about had a stroke, you know, and like, actually I, I was like, okay, that to me, and this is to me. Okay. So I'm not saying this is just my opinion. That tells me everything I need to know about sort of the food system and what the goal of the food system is and all of that. I, it's the, it's the only thing I need to know. I don't need to hear anything else. Everything else is irrelevant because I went to the grocery store like two hours later and I was still thinking about this. Cause I'm, I'm, I think about things a lot and I'm walking around the grocery store and I'm like, I pick up this bottle in the cereal aisle of Fruity Pebbles syrup. It's bright pink. It's by the cereal. And I turn it around. It's colored corn syrup in like this cool man shaped, like Fred Flintstone bottle. That's all pink and there's blue ones. That's to spread on your cereal. Like you make your bowl of Fruity Pebbles and then you put this, colored corn syrup in the cereal and I was like okay I can't get a human being to eat like a piece of lung or a thymus or a thyroid but I they can have this syrup okay well now now I get it so I just thought that was absolutely mind-blowing that there's some products um, that are like not regulated for human consumption which you know when I've gotten a little bit of argumentative people coming at me, and they're questioning these things, and I'm like, you know what's pretty funny in my sense? If these products didn't exist, you wouldn't be coming at me arguing their non non-usage because you would still be in a tree catching fruit and being eaten by snakes because we wouldn't have evolved to where we are now. So all of your ancestors wouldn't have existed. And I wouldn't be having this stupid uh, argument with you, you know? So it's, you know, just with some higher resolution thinking, I, I think we can extract out, you know, the fact that it's at least worth a conversation and in bodybuilding specifically. So there's kind of two ways I look at this general health or, just you know, lifestyle clients in and of themselves almost nobody i did an interesting assignment once where i tried to build a 2000 calorie diet i think this actually came from a, a biology university course and i tried to put uh, build a 2000 or 2500 calorie diet plan that would contain all of the nutrients that one would need to be optimal let's say based on the data we have on human beings and even with organ meat it was very hard to do And without it, it's not possible in my, unless there's foods I haven't heard of, or I don't know about, you know, it's, it's not, not even close, not even 50%, which is wild to me, you know? So we have this whole group of people that could really use, you know, some micronutrient benefits in their diet. And then the bodybuilding aspect, bodybuilders do a good job. I think a lot of the time in, in doing this, because we're either supplementing and, or, um, you know, eating whole whole food sources, etc. However, especially in a dieting phase, as calories start to diverge down, and a lot of these fat sources go away, that contain a lot of these nutrients in our standard ways of getting them, I can incorporate some organ meats and keep my micronutrient profile, um, you know, very rich and high, even throughout a lower calorie diet. And it's like, what does it contain? Protein, micronutrients, peptides. We're paying for all of these things, like good money, you know, like people go and buy, you know, meats and protein. That's a target. We're hitting the protein. People go and buy multivitamins and different supplements. And, you know, they're trying to eat different foods, these different vegetables, to get these micronutrients and then we're paying for synthesized peptides like healing peptides injectable l carnitine taurine and pre-workouts all of these things that are contained in these products so it's weirder to me that people aren't more weirded out at the fact they're not using (laughs) this this, so from my end it's like weird that people aren't using them i guess
1: no for sure i can definitely understand your frustration and going back to like the, the beef liver like i put beef liver um in my peri workout window, especially on leg days. And it literally makes you like, or like you said, like ready to like, you know, go through a wall, like just like, like pure energy that you feel it's unlike any like pre-workout
2: that I've ever taken. Like it's, it's, it's something else. And I combine it with caffeine and pre-workout was 60 minutes later. So it's even better, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I've been playing with this a lot um, for me, a good mix of testicle, Spleen and liver pre workout is, it's, you know, and I've only have a few people who would do this crazy shit with me. My training partner is one of them because he'll just do anything that I tell him to if if it makes sense. And, you know, like we'll get in the gym and I'll look at him and I'll be like, I'm in full on fucking hunt mode, bro. <laughs> you know, you're like we're both on, you know, um, a super supplementation right now. You <laughs> add in these products, add in the little caffeine. It's like nothing I've ever felt in my life. It's it's very very interesting feeling. You can feel that. I'm very philosophical and nerdy, so I'm gonna to try to keep this simple. But you can, I could. The first time I had eaten liver a couple of years ago, again, you know, since not doing it since I was young, especially raw. It was like, oh, my body was missing this, like you could tell. It was like a puzzle piece that when it clicked, it just made sense. It was like, oh. I need to be doing this because right. whatever is in here, you could know nothing. I would have needed to know nothing. If I just paid attention, it would have been like, whatever's happening feels good. Feels very good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just like hearing you speak, like even the
1: listeners, like have to remember that, like, I used to be vegan. So like, if I'm telling you that, like, if I went like complete vegan for four years to like eating like meat animal products again, and like also organ meats, and I feel better It's not because I've been like brainwashed to where it's like, oh, well, you're just like one of those people again. Like, no, like I know when I feel bad and I know when I feel fucking great. And as of right now, like you, you're starting to sell me on the whole spleen and shit. So I'm going to go to my butcher and be like, yo, hook me up. (laughs)
2: up." Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely not for everyone, but for the people that are curious, the people that want to sort of optimize. And, And by the way, you don't have to eat it raw. So the reason that I and I want to talk about this very briefly, if you will allow me, um, you can absolutely cook it, and in fact, the protein is um, less denatured. So you will actually retain more of the protein from cooking tissues. So because that's also been a rebuttal, where I'll show myself or talk about eating it raw, and someone will be like, "Well, but look, we have this data where it shows cooking your meats." It's like, no, I'm familiar with that, but it denatures some of the peptides that are heat sensitive. And some of the micronutrients that are the ones that I want the most, um, specifically, and I know how to get my protein in my diet. So I'm not like relying on my organ meats too. I just look at it as like a little drop. It's like an extra sprinkles on top, right? (laughs) Because in the morning I kind of wake up, I take, um, I take my berberine caps. I take my betine, I take my organ meats and then I go shower. So the only thing in my stomach, um, is just kind of that, uh, betaine creating more stomach acid, the organ meat, and then a little berberine. Um, and I let that digest for about 15 minutes on its own. And then I go eat my pre-workout meal. So I just kind of shower, get myself ready that now I've extracted as much of those nutrients as I can into the digestive system and they're going to be processing. And then I just kind of eat my regular pre-workout meal, which sometimes is, you know, protein, cereal, maybe it's fruit, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that I need to do something fast, digesting with the right amount of macros that I need for my goals. And, um, I find that works way better than eating it all kind of in conjunction at once.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. Brittany, any final questions for Dylan?
0: No, this was amazing. This was, I mean, I'm actually, I'm gonna go visit Ashley soon, so I'm hoping that maybe I can uh, engage in some of the beef liver. I've never tried that, um, but I'm a naturally curious person, and I will try anything at least once. Um, and so, and I can, I can definitely see myself getting into some of the organ meat um, culture here. But yeah, it's, it's um, fun. It's
1: really yeah, fun.
0: super excited. Um, we're super happy to have you. Thank you for coming on today. Yes, thank
1: you.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, When you go visit her and you try it, um, just start slow, you know, start with like one ounce, cut it into very small pieces, take, you know, uh, you know, 250 mils of water, just like you would pills, put, you know, you know, cut them into little, like half gummy bear sized chunks, put eight of them in your mouth, kind of take a big swig of water, swish it around, swallow it. You won't taste it at all. And then pay attention to how you feel in 30 minutes, especially if you've got it. Just I mean, sit, just, just sit with your thoughts, you know, pay attention, I, listen to your body, see how you feel. Do you want to move? Is there like this? And I'm very interested. I'm very interested when I get around someone who's like potentially never even eaten it cooked or anything, maybe once or twice, and certainly never eaten it raw. Uh, I I'm like very, um, I'm hesitant to say this, but it, and I've asked, I have enough clients and I like by enough. I mean like 50 plus people that I've asked the specific question to, because it's what I felt. And I felt weird saying it out loud to them, but I would ask them like, do you feel like you're ready to hunt now? And they're like, yes, you know, and it's, it's hard to, it's like weird. It's like, I never hunted like some of these people, people's like, I never hunted in my fucking life. What, what, what am I hunting? You know, like, it seems weird to say that out loud, but you can tell there's something inside of us that we've evolved to that. These products are just doing something a little different so i'll yeah. be, be really interested to talk to you about that
0: yeah we'll well maybe we'll record it <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah, be sure.
1: all right well, well, where yeah. can people find you at before we yeah. before we head off
2: um you can find me on the um t miller elite instagram you could find me on my own instagram which is still enough um the aces beta podcast on youtube um and i think that's pretty much it i have awesome. twitter and stuff but i don't really use it so that's fine <laughs>
0: We'll link your stuff in the bot, in our, in our, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much everyone for listening.
2: Have a great day. Thanks. Peace.
0: Peace.